This is episode 33 and today I want to talk to you about how to prepare for a gig when you know you have a cold. Welcome to Freya Singing Tips, the podcast. My name is Freya Casey, professional singer and vocal coach. I have been on stage my whole life and I'm passionate about helping you discover the awesomeness in your own voice. Opera, musical theater, jazz, pop, folk, rock, I have done it all. And I want to give you golden nuggets of advice on how to be the master of your voice. Have you ever been in this situation? You know you have a gig coming up and you feel a cold coming on or you are in the middle of the worst cold of your life. But this gig is very important and of course there's nobody else who could do it who you could just substitute and you just don't know what to do. What do you do with your voice? And of course you hope and pray that it will be better but there are actually some steps that you can take. I'm the absolute expert, let me tell you. I have been through this many, many times. I'm very blessed that I'm usually not sick that much, but ever since I've had a little child, and my daughter is four and a half years old now, but ever since I've had her, and especially since she has been in kindergarten, she brings home everything. I mean, we've had so many colds last year, I just can't even count it. All the time. Whenever one was over, the next one already started. So let me give you some tips what I do and what really helps you save your voice when you know you have this cold going on or you feel it coming on. First of all, the really cool thing is that when you're in the middle of your gig, amazing things happen to your voice just because adrenaline starts kicking in and that fact really helps. It really increases the blood flow even in your vocal cords too. And the adrenaline and the energy that you feel and even the nervousness, that all contributes to you actually having better support and, you know, just pushing it a little bit more. You will be able to do better on your gig than you think. However, probably after the gig, you'll be pretty much pooped. So depending on whether you have um, one gig or several gigs. I remember the time when I actually had several gigs in that week and I could not even speak. So I went to the doctor and I had him check my throat and he looked you know, into my throat and he said like, yeah, definitely there's an inflammation. And I asked him, okay, what am I supposed to do? I have three big gigs this week. I'm flying out somewhere and I have this huge concert with an orchestra and I have two other gigs also and they're really important and I can't find anybody else who's going to take those gigs. Plus, of course, I make a living off singing and it's not just for fun. It would be very hard to compensate for the income, you know, it's like I need that money. And he told me, okay, don't worry so much. There's an inflammation, but you don't have laryngitis and it's just a regular cold. But anything where your larynx isn't really affected, but it's just kind of like a general cold that gets into your throat just a little bit too. Don't worry so much because you will not damage your vocal cords that easily. If you do have laryngitis, you will definitely know because there will be no voice coming out anymore. You should have your voice checked. If you think it's really, really bad, then you should have it checked. What I'm talking about is just a regular cold that gets into your voice just a little bit to where, I mean, you have a stuffy nose and you have a little bit roughness in your voice and you notice that you can't quite be as agile, you can't go high that much and you just can't sing as loud maybe. So here are some things. 
the best thing you can do for your voice in preparation for the gig that you have to do is to keep as much vocal rest as possible as far as speaking goes. Because speaking is actually a lot more straining on your voice than singing would be. Because speaking usually is a little bit less controlled. So you want to try to speak as little as possible. Not speaking will really help your vocal cords recuperate and to heal However, I believe it is not very good to not vocalize at all for days. Let's say you have three or four days until gig time and uh, you notice you have this cold and your voice is just not normal and it's not, you can't control it so well. Not speaking is great, but what I would suggest is that you vocalize, but very softly, not high. Picture your vocal cords. They consist of muscles and membranes and you don't want them to become stiff. You want them to stay a little agile and also you want to have a little bit of blood flow through them. It will really help them heal. But you have to find exactly the amount that is good for you. For me, it's always very helpful to vocalize very low and kind of just hum a little, just as long as it feels easy. And you can always do some very easy vocalizations. Just make sure you don't strain your vocal cords. You don't want them to be too pressed together, which means don't try to sing high notes. Just try to go like a... Kind of like that, very, very, very carefully and definitely very, very low volume. But make sure you have still good breathing technique and support. Don't try, um, try not to be too breathy, but just be very light. And for me, many times what happened that singing in a very light way made it better. It just kind of got rid of some of the phlegm that was on top of my vocal cords. It also helped me just to kind of start working them very gently, which in turn helped the healing process a little bit. I know it may not sound very logical, but it is. If you think about a muscle, when you have a sore muscle, not a torn muscle, but a sore muscle, it actually helps the muscle to be worked in a very gentle way. Um, it helps the healing process versus working out like crazy and then not doing anything, no movement at all. It will really make the muscle much more stiff and less flexible. So as you know, it's always good to stretch after working out or even after overdoing it just a little bit. However, that applies not for the torn muscle, just like the vocal exercises do not apply to a voice that has, you know, when you have laryngitis, you want to be very careful. I'm always talking about just a regular general cold that's not really terrible. Now, the thing that you also can do, what helps me a lot is to drink sage tea. Sage tea is really great for your voice and for your throat. It really helps the healing process and also honey. I always put the honey in the sage tea. Now, of course, there's only so much sage tea you can drink just because, I mean, you will get sick to your stomach if you drink like half a gallon of that a day. So you can't really do that. What you also can do is take a gargle that has 
sage and thyme in it. It's very good for your throat. It has healing properties and you can do that. What I did a few years back when I had this really terrible cold, the one I told you about when I went to the doctor, um, he told me to gargle like insane. So what I did, I went on the plane and I just took a bottle, like a water bottle, put water in there and then some drops of that gargle stuff. And I just kept on gargling all day. Like I would just, you know, take it in my mouth and then spit it back out into the bottle, which may sound gross, but I didn't care. It was like just anything to help my throat because tonight I have to sing three big songs like an aria included that ha has to hit a high D, like the one above the high C. And you know what? It worked. Hardly had any speaking voice, but the gig did work. I mean, nobody said anything and only I knew, apparently, that my voice was so terrible and bad shape, but nobody else noticed. And I've had many, many gigs and concerts where people came up to me afterwards and they started talking. And when they heard me talk, they were like, oh my goodness, what is going on with your voice? I was like, yeah, I have a terrible cold. I have a terrible cold. And they're like, I did not hear that at all when you sang. It sounded totally normal. And I said, well, yeah, it's really terrible. I didn't have good control, but it really helps to do some of those things. Some people may have told you you should take a lot of cough drops or something. Just be careful. Don't take anything that has menthol in it because menthol, while it may free up your nose, It is not very good for your throat because it will dry out your throat if you take too much of that. Try to really get those sage cough drops. Those are really good. There's also some things in Europe. We have this um, we have this throat lozenges. They're called Jello Revoice. They're really, really good. So I don't know if they're available worldwide, but you may want to check into something like a vocal remedy or something like that and just use that. And of course, generally speaking, drinking and lots of drinking or let's say sufficient drinking is always good just because it keeps your it keeps your body hydrated and in turn it keeps the mucus and the phlegm a little bit thinner so it doesn't really sit, you know, it's not on your vocal cords as much. It's it's much easier to cough it off then. If you have a stuffy nose. That is not such a bad thing when you sing because um, it's actually a great exercise. When you have a stopped up nose, you should still be able to sing pretty well just because you, if you don't sound nasal, then it shouldn't be a problem. Of course, if you sing through your nose and your throat isn't opened, you will be able to tell by the sound. You can do an exercise even when you don't have a cold. Just pinch your nose every once in a while like so. So, and then try to sing on an ah. If your sound changes quite a bit when you pinch your nose and open it back up, then that's a sign that you have a nasal sound and that you don't have your throat open very much. But if there's not a lot of change, then that's a really great sign that you're not singing through your nose, you're not sounding nasal, but you actually have really good spacing in the back of your throat. So do that. If I sing nasal, it's going to sound like this. So that was the nasal vocalization. Now let me do that in a non-nasal way with my throat open. So you basically don't really hear a difference. And uh, that's a great test. So whenever you do have a cold and your nose is stopped up, make sure 
you sing with a very open throat, even more so maybe than usually. And the only way you can hear that your nose is stopped up when you have the nasal sounds, like the hmm and hmm, but they're so short, mm, can't really tell that much. When you have to cough, now that could be a problem. If you have a really terrible cough, you will have to take something before your gig. I wouldn't really take anything days before unless it's something homeopathic something you know plant-based you could take like a thyme cough uh, syrup that is very good for your throat and also a really great um, homemade do-it-yourself cough syrup is you cut up an onion into little pieces and then just put honey on top of that and then let that sit for a few hours and uh, some juice will build and that juice is the best cough syrup, the natural cough syrup that really helps your cough. And I always do that for my daughter. It doesn't taste that terrible, actually. You think onions, it's like very poignant, but it doesn't taste that terrible just because there's a lot of honey in there. You may want to try that. And then what I would do, though, right before you have your gig, I mean, like just maybe just right before there, just to make sure you don't have the cough while you're singing because the worst thing that can happen to you when you're on your gig is just like you inhale and you have a lot of inhalation like you, you breathe in really deeply when you sing of course to have this cough going on and to always have to I mean the worst thing is when you're trying to suppress a cough that is terrible because it doesn't work you can't really sing anymore it's like <coughs> you, you can't vocalize anymore so you what what you want to try is really take something that works really well right before your gig so you really make sure you don't have a terrible cough and you don't have to suppress that. Anything that helps you just to get rid. But I, like I said, I wouldn't really take too much chemical medicine ahead of time. I would try, I'm really big on, you know, using, letting your body heal itself and the pain and discomfort, believe it or not, pain and discomfort in your body has a purpose because it signals to your brain and to your body that it is sick. So your antibodies work on high really high they are like crazy they're kicking in and they're doing all the work they can if you don't have that feeling of pain and discomfort your body's defense reaction isn't quite as strong so i always think there's a purpose in the pain and discomfort um, of course if you can't sleep that may be another problem if you can't sleep then you still may want to try some natural things. What I do is like there's this Chinese oil, you know, it has all these herbs in it. And you just put that in some water and put it on right beside your bed. And it'll help you clear your nose and kind of you, you inhale that. And it's very good. Also those like kind of Vicks Vaporub. That's really good too. That There's herbs in there and it'll help you just kind of warm your chest and clear up your nose. But other than that, I usually don't do much, you know, except drinking a lot of sage tea. Now let's talk about gig day. Gig day rolls around and you have done all these things. You have drunk your sage tea with honey. You have not spoken a lot. You have gotten sufficient rest and sleep and you have hydrated. You have done very, very low impact vocalizations. And now it's the day of your gig. Usually probably the gigs are in the evening. So what you want to do starting in the morning do that same low impact vocalization. You know, it's like, always make sure you have good space in your mouth cavity and your throat is open. And then slowly start to get a little higher, but just don't do maybe just one or two minutes. And then just do a few of those throughout the day. 
I would suggest not really singing too much. Really, just don't speak, don't sing, just do some of those very low-impact vocalizations. And then maybe a couple hours before your gig, I would try to increase the impact. You know, go to your middle voice. Very, very low impact. I would also try to do some in head voice. So very easy. And then maybe about an hour to 30 minutes before your gig, that's when I would start singing some high impact passages that resemble what you're going to be doing. I would not do a prolonged warm-up, really. And if you can't possibly do that, try to do your repertoire in a smart way to where you don't actually sing the hardest piece first, but to where you start out with something that's a little bit less impacting, you know, a little less straining on your vocal cords. And a lot of times, even if you have just one song and it's an important audition or like an important concert, if you have only one song and that's all you have, remember that within that song, it usually doesn't start with the highest note and the loudest note. It starts lower impact. Even if you sing something like, let it go from Frozen, it starts low. It has high energy, but it starts with low pitches. So your vocal cords aren't at their maximum impact when you start out. So you could use like that beginning of that song as kind of a warm-up. That's only my suggestions. And by all means, be careful. I'm not a doctor. And uh, if you do have something like laryngitis, you have to take it seriously. And then you will definitely have to cancel your gig because laryngitis is very dangerous. Have that checked out if you're not sure. Basically, if you do have laryngitis, you really hardly have any voice at all. And it lasts longer than just a day or so. So make sure you check that out. But whatever you do, always keep in mind, your voice isn't just your vocal cords. It is your whole body. So the better care you take of your whole body, which means getting rest, try to sleep as much as you can. That is the best healer that you will have is sleep because it helps your body help itself. Having said all of that, I do hope that you stay healthy throughout this winter season. Uh, I hope the same for me because I have a lot of gigs coming up soon. And so far, we are just fine. We are still in good health. So keeping my fingers crossed for that. Let me make one more announcement. Yes, I still have a few openings in my online masterclass, which starts in January. It's a three-month program, and there will be a small group of singers, and we will meet every week in our group setting. Everybody will be on the spot. We put in the spotlight to sing. We help each other. We give advice. We give constructive criticism. We also tell each other what is great about our voices and then also you will have a one-on-one -on -one session with me it's just a great way to find encouragement to find expertise and to find other like-minded people and to really get motivated so if you are interested you can check my website at fryasingingtips.com and just click on the work with me button and you will find out more You can also join my private Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and it's called Master Your Voice with Freya. There are great conversations going on there. We encourage each other. We post videos and I help you 
I help answer your questions. I post uh, live videos sometimes just to answer questions that you have. So it's a great community. There's a lot of great postings happening there. So you may want to check that out. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you're going to be back next week. And if you enjoy this podcast and you know other friends or people you know that love to sing, yes, please share the episode. That's the best thing you could do for me today is like share the episode with someone or share my podcast with someone. Let them know that there's value in this. Show them how to listen to podcasts. A lot of people don't even know what podcasts are. I didn't a couple years ago. I had no idea until I started discovering them. And now I'm totally addicted to podcasts. So you may want to just do something good for a friend. Just take their phone, install, download Overcast or some other app that you can listen to podcasts with and just show them that it's so easy that if you subscribe to a show, you can automatically download the newest episode every time. So thank you so much for listening. Until next time, don't ever forget, always keep a song in your heart and always keep on singing. Bye. Bye.